Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. I want to thank all of you who come along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. That is America, America. Hey, uh, pouring uh, new wine into old wineskins, when we look at Bernie Sanders, when we look at Joe Biden, and even the president, who's younger than both of them, uh, we must consider that question. And uh, are we pouring new wine into old wineskin? And we have to uh, consider the uh, consequences, the results of our actions when we do that. Now, uh, this this is something that I really want you to think about. Um, there are old ideas that are coming from Joe Biden. I mean, the same old, same old is coming from Joe Biden. There's no question about it. Uh, Bernie Sanders is uh, his model is no doubt the old socialist Maoist model that I heard back in the 60s and 70s. I was very well a kid in the 60s, but I came of age in the 70s. Okay. And there were a lot of uh, us college kids, especially in, in around 75, 74, 75, uh, who were the tail end of the yippie hippie uh, generation, the uh, black power uh, generation who were exposed to uh, communist uh, doctrine and, and the doctrines of Mao there in China, uh, Chairman Mao Zedong in, in, in China. And uh, we were influenced by it because you had we had this idealistic idea of a, a utopian type of world. And I remember so clearly back in those days, there was one of the leaders of the Black Panther movement. Eldridge Cleaver was his name. You, you pick up his book, Soul on Ice. And uh, you will uh, see that he later finds that his utopian idea, once he went to live in socialist countries and communist countries, he became very much disillusioned with the effects of socialist communism on its people, and he came to know it as a fraud on the people because he realized that what they were pushing, what they were talking about as far as some type of equal outcome was absolutely not 
impossible. Couldn't happen. Wasn't going to happen. And so um, he, he, he applied to come back to the United States uh, because he was facing a, a charge uh, of having been involved in not a police. I don't think he shot. He didn't shoot the police himself, but he was involved in what happened in a police shooting. And so he fled uh, this country went to a uh, a marxist uh, communist type of environment and country and uh, soon the lights came on that he had been duped uh, he had been treated like an, an absolute king in cuba and and other places uh but once the light came on he realized that he had been a part of the elite status uh, in the elite uh, part of the society there in these communist countries and that the people that he actually really did want to try and uh, help were in fact treated like serfs slaves and of course less than he was in his elite status and so he came to the conclusion that the, the socialist agenda, talking about uh, Eldridge Cleaver, uh, the former spokesperson for uh, many years, many years gone now uh, for the Black Panthers. He came to the conclusion that it was a fraud. And, of course, you know, he got bounced from uh, all of the uh, communist and socialist type of circles but he didn't care. He was a fraud. Now, Eldridge went through all of these types of uh, transformations. He went everywhere from, every, from being a Buddhist to a uh, Christian, you know, and then back to doing his Eldridge Cleaver thing as far as, you know, self-promotion and all that type of stuff is concerned. You know, he never really found his compass. He never, never really read the compass. He uh, was without a, like a ship without a rudder. And that is, my friends, the type of effect that socialism does have on the core values of anybody. It has never worked in any society. And with that said, let's talk about the Judeo-Christian ethic that America's founded on. It was not founded. Well, they tried socialism here, but they soon found out it wouldn't work here in America. With the early early colonials, early uh, arrivals here uh, from Europe onto this, this continent, they tried socialism. You know, they tried to, to, to feed everybody and everybody get a fair share of, get their fair share of, of what was produced, right? But what they soon found was that you had people who were like they are today. They were lazy. And we weren't talking about various ethnicities when the colonials first came here. We weren't talking about, we were talking about Europeans. But we were still talking about America. We were still talking about human beings. And human beings, I don't care who they are, what color they are, uh, what their ethnicities are, uh, you're going to find among them some who do not have any proclivity whatsoever to work <laughs> they'll eat your food that you produce oh yeah they'll eat from your garden in fact if you're not careful they'll, they'll raid your garden because all they got to do is, is is easy pick right they don't have to plant or sow uh, uh, they, they just they just reap right they just come in and reap 
what you've planted and sown, right? That's easy to do. Anybody can take off the table what someone else has placed on the table. Isn't that right? But preparing the meal uh, is uh, the essence of eating the meal. The meal has to be prepared in order for people to eat off the table. Unless you're eating, just walking through the woods, uh, uh, getting uh, fruits off the trees. But still, uh, you know, unless it's just wild fruit, somebody planted planted that. It got there some some way, somehow. Right? Okay, now, Eldridge found that that was a fraud. It was, it, it, and it's still a fraud. Because here in America, just like when the colonials were here, you still have people who do not want to work. Now, the the, the game that Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders and even in his own sneaky way, uh, Joe Biden are trying to uh, present to the people is that that model of everybody can have a chicken in every pot and a car in every garage, in every garage. Everybody should have a income, whether they uh, are, are able to work or can't work or refuse to work. Everybody should have some type of income coming from the coffers of our treasury here in this nation. That plan, my friend, and that model in any society that it has been tried does not work. It, it has never worked. What has made America work is the Judeo-Christian ethic. Now, keep this in mind, and I want you to think about what I'm about to say. The Judeo-Christian ethic is the only reason America is as prosperous as it is today because the Muslim, the the Islamic method of government could have never produced a nation like this. It never has anywhere else. Uh Uh, Has America been duplicated anywhere else? Is there another place on the globe where you have a place that is the greatest wealth producing machine on the face of the planet. Is, is there another like us? No, that's why we say that America is an exceptional nation, an exceptional country, unlike any other on the face of the globe. Islam could never have produced America. No, pantheism, the worship of many gods, could never have produced America. It, it hasn't in any other uh, where place that has been tried. Has it? Uh, and, and when we talk about pan, you know pantheism, we're, we're, we're talking about uh, religions like Buddhism and you know uh, Hinduism and, and that type of thing. You know, that's what we're talking about. They have never in any context that it has been tried or used produced a nation like America. The only thing that has sustained a nation like ours is the idea that we are founded on Judeo-Christian ethics. We have an endowment given to us by our creator that states that each one of us 
have equal rights, not equal outcome, keep that in mind, not equal outcome, but equal rights to our life, our liberty, and our pursuit of happiness. And you you must understand that when I am talking about equal rights, I am talking about equal rights, not the, the entitlement to equal outcome. There has never been equal outcome, even though people have always had equal rights. If you go back to the biblical story of Cain and Abel, you don't see an equal outcome there, even though both of them had equal rights to do the right thing, to get the desired outcome. Are you hearing me? Huh? They, they, they had an equal right to get an outcome favorable, but they weren't guaranteed the, the two brothers, Cain and Abel, weren't guaranteed an equal outcome, even though they both had an equal right to an outcome of their own making and choosing. The, and the choice was theirs as to how they would approach the outcome that they wanted. Now, the results of socialism is the same type of result that we see in the story of Cain and Abel. And those of you who are not familiar with Scripture, let me tell you about Cain and Abel. The first murder in Scripture that is depicted uh, in Scripture is the, the murder of Abel, who was the brother of Cain, who wanted the same outcome as his brother. Read that. I think it's the fourth chapter of um, uh, of Genesis. Uh, yeah, I think it's around the fourth chapter of Genesis. But just read, th- read, read through that. Cain and Abel. Google it. Uh, Cain and Abel. And you will see that because there was an offense of uh, being disappointed, uh, of not not getting what he thought he should the offense led to violence and 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 folks i am telling you when you look at uh the rise of uh socialism in this country and the belief in so many who have been brainwashed into thinking that Everybody should have equal outcome, you know, uh, equal education. Everybody should be able to to go to college. Everybody should have health care that somebody pays for. Everybody should have food on their table. They don't take into the account that everybody does not want to work for that and do what is necessary to make sure that that is the outcome for them. Individually, they look for someone else to provide it for them. And when they don't get that, there is a certain angst, a certain uh, feeling of being offended because somehow they don't blame themselves for failure. They want to blame others. But hey, it all begins with looking at the person in 
the mirror. Are you hearing me? That person in the mirror is, in fact, the person who makes choices for you. Right? Look around your room, look around wherever you are in your office. Uh, uh, If you're at home, uh, you're driving your car. Look at the car you're driving. You chose it, didn't you? Or did somebody give it to you? Huh? Uh, if If you happen to have chose the car you're driving, then you chose the car that you're driving, and you're responsible for its upkeep and maintenance and all that type thing, right? Look in, look in the room that you're in. If you're at home, look at look around the room that you're in. It may be sparse. It may be barren. It may be uh, not well furnished. It may be lavishly furnished. But you chose that room. If you're living in a hotel room, you chose the hotel where you're living. I, I have a few friends who live in, well, actually, I live in a lot of hotels. <laughs> But and friends, I got to tell you something. Don't uh, don't don't think anything glamorous about that. It's not. Once you have once you spend a lot of time and on the road in hotels, I don't care if you're in a luxury resort or if you're in uh, you know wherever the, the super eight whatever. <laughs> it's just a room. You're not at home. But if you're living, if you're in a hotel room, look around you. You chose the hotel you're in. The kitchen, if you're in your kitchen, listen to me from your kitchen. Look around you. You put everything that's there, there. In other words, you create your own environment. You do it. You choose to do that. You do it. And so when we look at the outcome of what is going on as far as socialism is concerned. Eldridge Cleaver, former Black Panther spokesman, Minister of Information uh, for the Black Panthers, back uh, when I was a very, I was a teenager in the Eldridge Cleaver days. He came to the conclusion that all of this stuff that he was talking about, socialist agenda this and socialist agenda that, after he had lived in socialist and communist countries like Cuba, it was a fraud. It was a sham. And I'm telling you that he came to the realization that those things could not have created the America that he could not wait to get back to. In fact, he quoted that he would rather be in jail in America than walking free in a socialist, communist country. Eldridge Cleaver coined that. He'd rather be in jail in America than walking free in a socialist, communist country. I'm CL. We have a lot more to talk about when I return. Old, uh, new wine and old wineskins. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Uh, blessed from sea to shining sea by God. And uh, I am grateful for so many of you around the globe and certainly throughout the Fruited Plains for tuning in daily right here on the CL Bryan Show. Download free the CL Bryan Show app onto your iPhone or Android device and listen to us wherever you go. All of the shows are archived right there so you can go back and listen to any particular show that you may have missed. Everybody is archived there from Sean Hannity to Judge Janine Pirro, my pastor James A. McMenus is there and everybody uh, in between. Today we had on with us our minister of music at our church, uh, Word of God uh, Ministries, uh, Jeremiah Woods was on with me today. Day and uh, new new wine in old wine skin skins has been the silver cord that connects all segments of this show here today. And folks, let me say this to you: I was saying this to you about Bernie Sanders, uh, Joe Biden, two men who are in their late seventy, mid to late seventies. DJT, uh, Donald John, uh, Trump has not quite reached, has not yet reached uh, his mid-70s. He is the first um, end of, he is the first generation of baby boomers. I'm the second generation of baby boomers and right on the tail end of that, uh, you know, as far as the uh, time frame, the time span is concerned, okay? And some of the ideas that, Bernie Sanders has, and certainly the ideas that um, Joe Biden have uh, are old wine in old wine skin containers. Yeah, and they're not they they're not they they would they would burst because there's definitely a new wine that is being poured, and and the reason why you have the exploding heads of CNN, MSNBC, and the usual suspects who are all attacking uh, this president. The reason why you have their heads exploding is because there is a new wine that Trump is pouring into their old wineskins of trying to hold a progressive liberal line in this country that simply and quite frankly, we have to move on from. And um, uh, even though uh, the president himself is in his 70s, he's pouring new wine and he's needing to pour it into new wine skins. However, you have Nancy Pelosi, uh, who is old wineskin. Yeah. And you have Chuck Schumer, who is old wineskin. And they're wanting to uh, maintain 
the America of the past. They say they want to move into the future. Cory Booker and then Kamala Harris and, uh, yeah, uh, Beto O'Rourke and all those types of people, they say they want to move into a new era of America. They say that with their lips. But when you listen to the rhetoric of uh, 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 that they, they uh, spew in their language and in their politics, it's, it's 60s and 70s rhetoric. And when you look at the type of message they want to feed our young people, they are feeding our young people a message of the civil rights era. Are you hearing me? That's that's old wineskin stuff there. But when you look at, hey, we are being treated, as Donald John Trump is saying, he tells America something that is new. We are being treated like idiots by China. And we need to pour new wine into new wine skin, skins when it comes to our trade. When, when, when you hear him saying that type of thing, uh, there are, are, are people with old wine skin containers who are just absolutely losing their minds. They are bursting open at the seams, especially when we look at what's happening right now. And, and, and it is fair to say that we are in the midst of a a trade war with China, which is good. It's good. And let me be quick to hasten. Let me hasten to say this. Let me hasten to say this. Americans, and I'm, I'm speaking about me as well. I'm an American who is indeed spoiled to getting cheap stuff. Whether it's at uh, the Sam's Club or whether it's at uh, Best Buy or wherever you buy stuff. Okay, wherever you buy stuff, Walmart, wherever it is. We're used to getting cheap stuff sent to us by the Chinese. All right. And usually that stuff is the, the product of. And we talk about slaves and, uh, you know, and how that is so undesirable, was so undesirable here in America and how we want to avoid anything like that in the future. But we are addicted to getting things that are produced by people who literally are in a slave wage type of environment from China. Now, can we get our goods and services, our goods from other places that we can get them cheap? Sure. Vietnam is one of those places. Sure. Korea is another. Sure. We can get we can get uh, cheap stuff. Philippines, we can get cheap stuff from the Philippines. The conditions for the people that's creating them and making them are not much better. But we can we can get we can still get cheap stuff. And, 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 And all of these bleeding hearts who may want to uh, attack the president for the trade war that's going, that is being embarked upon right now and the higher prices that Americans will pay for things that are coming from, from China. We might want to attack the president in the bleeding hearts. Many of them are attacking the president for it, but I will give Chuck Schumer credit. Chuck Schumer is saying, Hey, Mr. President, stand up to the Chinese. And in that, there is some hope that uh, this thing can, can, can be turned around. And I certainly hope it will be turned around. It has to be turned around. 
And I'm encouraging every one of you to stand with the president on this uh, uh, place and that he has brought us as far as this trade war is concerned. China must be taught a lesson. They have stolen everything from they, they steal everything from us. They're sneaky that way. The Chinese government has been sneaky that way. Don't any of you start sending me nasty mail talking about I uh, denigrating the Chinese. I'm talking about the Chinese government, not the Chinese people. They probably have no clue what's going on. And you know that's true. It's a closed uh, environment where the, the elites in China wall off. Talk about a great wall. Uh, man, I'd certainly love to walk on those, see that great wall. I, Jane and I have been talking about that. Love to see that great wall. But if there is a wall, a true great wall in China, it has nothing to do with that physical structure that can be seen from out of space there in China. It has to do with the wall between the elites, the governing class in China, and the other people in China who happen to be Chinese, who do not enjoy elite status. China must be dealt with. And if they can be taught a lesson, and I think they can, I think we have more leverage over them than they could ever have over us. But that's not what Joe Biden was talking about. Joe Biden was simply saying, and hey, we're going to find out here real soon because they open this can of worms with this investigation against the president. The Democrats are, are their own worst enemy because they have now opened up uh, the possibility and the need for us to investigate just what went on when Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, his son, went to China and Hunter walked away with over a billion dollars in uh gift it wasn't a loan it was a gift from the chinese government we want to know exactly how that came about will that uh be something that uh joe biden's going to have to deal with where that money go why did the chinese government give that money to hunter biden who was not a politico was not a representative of the united states uh but somehow he walked away with a gift from the chinese bank of over over a billion dollars. Oh, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's just going to have to come out now that uh, they have fought. They, they've come to, the, to a place where they want to fight this fight. There's going to be retaliation. And speaking of old wine into new wineskins, uh, Bernie Sanders was wanting to pour the old socialist model into a new America. It's not going to work. In fact, Bernie realizes it's not going to work. And as a matter of fact, do you hear anything? (laughs) You don't hear much from Bernie these days. He was, he was very, very much in the front lines two weeks, three weeks ago before Joe Biden came on the scene. Now I think Bernie is thinking that he is going to get the same treatment that he got when he ran against another true Democrat, Hillary Clinton. 
Joe Biden is a true Democrat and the powers that be in the Democrat Party. Let me tell you, you should know by now because you did see what happened to Bernie. You should know by now there is no way that the powers that be in the Democrat Party will ever allow an independent like Bernie Sanders to ascend to the nomination of the Democrat Party. Joe, you're all dressed up, but there's nowhere for you to go. Oh, you're going to you, you're going to be on the debate stage and you're probably going to quit yourself real good uh, on the debate stage. But, Joe, as it used to be said of the um, the little the poor little dead atheist, he was all dressed up. Nowhere to go. That's you, Joe. You are the socialist in the room. You are the independent in the room and you are running for president of the United States in a room full of Americans. They're, it's not Trump who's blocking your way to the nomination, Bernie. It's you. But it does seem that Bernie is it, coming the realization that he does have to revamp his message. But you do run into what was once known as a catch-22. Doggone if you do, doggone if you don't, Joe. I mean, uh, Bernie Sanders. You, you run into a catch-22. Because uh, if you change your message, Bernie, then you don't have a message. And you don't have a following. If you stay to your message, you can't win. You just can't win. So you're all dressed up, Bernie Sanders, but you don't have anywhere to go. Looks like if Hunter Biden's son, I mean, if Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, doesn't um, pull down his father, I think uh, the president is right. Trump is right. It will be a Biden-Trump 2020. And at that point in time, you can expect Donald John Trump to literally mop the floor with Joe Biden. It will be an absolute bloodbath. It will be Mondelish. It will be it will be John uh, George McGovernish type of bloodbath that will go on <laughs> in 2020. Should Joe Biden get the nomination? So I say, run Joe, run, run Joe, run. Because Trump will mop the floor with you using your own words against you. You are a walking, talking gaffe machine. And you're boring. Whatever else you may say about Donald John Trump. He ain't boring. In fact, there has not been a slow news day in America since Donald John Trump came down the escalator to announce that he was running for president in Trump Tower. 
<laughs> not, no, no, there hasn't been. Not a slow news day since Donald John Trump came down the escalator over two years ago, nearly three years ago, to announce that he was running for president of the United States. Joe Biden, you have been on the scene for over 30 years. I remember when you first burst onto the scene. And you have not made, even as vice president of the United States under Barack Hussein Obama, even under him, and it's beginning to appear that, hey, uh, you were just a good choice for him because there was no way that you could outshine him. So you were a useful pawn in the Obama game. And, yeah, if you get the nomination, no doubt he'll trot out and he will be with you on the campaign trail. But that image of you and Obama back together, Joe, it will only serve to remind us. And I certainly hope it reminds you black folks, you Latinos and women out there, just how bad off (laughs) you were when Barack Obama and Joe Biden had the bully pulpit. It, it will remind you. It will remind you. And I hope you run, Joe. Run, Joe, run. Run, Joe, run. So that we can be reminded just how bad we don't want you or anyone who resembles the Obama administration in office again. Run, Joe. Run, Joe. Run. Bernie, you're all dressed up and nowhere to go. You can't abandon socialism now, and you can't win if you don't. You don't have a chance either way. I am again saying to all of you, hashtag, hashtag landslide 2020. But to you uh, Republicans out there, don't you dare become complacent because that is how we lose elections. That's how Nancy Pelosi got the gavel again. Yeah, we became complacent. Coming up at the... uh, after this break uh, on the home stretch, an Alabama uh, lawmaker has basically said that um, when it comes to abortion, well, you might as well abort them now, speaking of the underprivileged, so that we don't have to kill them later in the electric chair. Even the pro-life movement is up in arms about that statement. We'll talk a little bit about it when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show, coast to coast and border to border. Don't any of you go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. So you clean me up inside 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. C.L. back with you, and in standing up for America, I am firmly in the column of believing that we must stand up for life in this country, protect the lives of those who are yet to come from uh, and be born into this world from their mother's womb. Now, Representative, State Representative John Rogers, a Democrat, yeah, he's a Democrat, in Alabama, which is a red state, perhaps the reddest of red states, took to the Alabama state uh, floor and said something that I believe that are probably the most perplexing words that uh, you can hear coming from a a human being. And um, that is uh, to say that some kids are unwanted. Now, this was his premise for saying what he said. Uh, Hear me, folks. Hear me. (laughs) This will give you a good idea of just how Looney Tunes some of the people in the Democrat Party are, and it gives you an idea of how they base their the, the premise of their conversation when it comes to abortion and abortion rights, okay? Hear this. He said, some kids are unwanted, so you kill them now or kill them later. You bring them into the world unwanted, unloved, then you send them to the electric chair. So you kill them now or you kill them later. But the bottom line is that I think we shouldn't be taking this, making this decision. (laughs) Oh, he tried to bail out there. But the Republican majority leader of the Alabama State House said that um, what Rogers had to say was chilling, and I agree. Kill them now or kill them later? Yeah, that's how most Democrats feel, though. The president weighed in and said, this is stomach curling. And the president's right to think that that is how a black man... Oh, yeah, he's the he's a black man from the Democrat Party in Alabama who said something this stupid. Yeah. Now, it also gives you insight, my friends, 
as to another thing that Rogers had to say about Don Jr. on an NBC affiliate uh, there, uh, WVTV. He said that Donald Trump Jr. himself (laughs) should have been aborted. Oh, this guy is a gift to the Republican Party that keeps on giving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see what you're up against? Do you do you see what you are up against? You kill them now or you you, you got to kill them later. This is not some young whippersnapper either, uh, folks. This is a silver-haired black man who is saying this. But looking at the generation that obviously he was born into, my generation, even though my hair is not silver yet, there are some white hair, many white hairs I do have, but it's not, it's not this guy is just, his head is all white black man who has an all white head of hair okay so he's either my age or older which tells me he should know better but he doesn't but it also tells me that uh if he does know better the democrat radical left has paid him as a mouthpiece to say stupid stuff And at this point, he has become a consumer and not a producer. He has consumed the money, and for consuming it, now he has to cause others to consume his rhetoric as well, which is stupid. So, you have children who are born who are unwanted and unloved. And John and, and, and Representative Rogers from Alabama, state of Alabama, says that since they are unwanted and unloved, you'd better kill them now. Because if you don't kill them now, you're going to have to kill them in the electric chair. Which means that uh, any unwanted, unloved child does not have a chance in the land of the free, in the home of the brave, where it doesn't matter who your father was, who your dad, who your mama was, where you came from, you don't have a chance in this country. That is his thinking, or at least that's what he wants you to believe that he believes. He doesn't believe that. He's paid to say it, but he doesn't believe it. No, he doesn't believe that. He's paid to say it, but he doesn't believe it. And quite frankly, he has gotten himself, he has dug himself into a hole that he will pull his whole party in with him. Alabama's already the reddest of the red states there is, as far as conservative thought is concerned. Was just there a couple of months ago doing a, a, a venue for the Alabama minority GOP. Huh? which is a great group of folks there in Alabama. But this 
can have national, and it is having national consequences, blowback on the Democrat Party. Even Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood came out with a statement um, absolutely distancing themselves from his statement. Planned Parenthood did not want to sign on to to his statement. So you know that his statement was absolutely abhorrent by just about anybody with any conscience. So penitentiary is the destination for the unloved, unwanted baby now or abortion. According to Rogers, State Representative Rogers from the great state of Alabama. And you Alabamans out there who listen to the show on a daily basis, I want to thank you. We've got a lot of you out there. I want to thank you aforehand for mounting the campaign to vote this idiot out. Thank you aforehand for voting this idiot out of office. And those of you um, who are represented by Representative Talib and Representative uh, Omar, uh, thank you ahead of time for voting those idiots out. I want to thank the people of Texas for uh, heeding my thanks and to voting for Ted Cruz over Beto O'Rourke because Beto, as the president said, there, there is something wrong with Beto O'Rourke. And I want to thank the American people right now ahead of time, long before 2020, for voting Nancy Pelosi out of office, or at least out of the speaker's chair. I don't know if Nancy will be voted out of office until she wants to leave. She and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Nancy Pelosi and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, are, are they, they can stay as long as they want. They're not going anywhere. You can believe that. If you, if you don't believe nothing else, you can believe that. But Nancy does not necessarily have to remain speaker of the House. And I want to thank the American people ahead of time for voting her out and giving the House of Representatives back to people of some moral compass and constitutional direction. Because right now, Nancy Pelosi's um, animals who are heading up these committees, the ones that she has lost control of in this Democrat circus, they are running absolutely amok, even to a point where they are wanting to demand that the Supreme Court, <laughs> that, that federal courts, that well, for the Supreme Court, it won't reach the Supreme Court, that, but federal courts instruct the Attorney General of the United States to break the law so that they can do what? Gain access to an already public Report 
that they evidently, Nadler hadn't gone to see it. And uh, according to the Democrats themselves, they haven't read the report. (laughs) Are you kidding me? That's like sometimes when I am am out on the uh, trail, whether I'm doing a Freedom Works thing or if I'm just doing something with C.L. Bryant show, what have you. There are people who I invite to come and debate me on issues, whether they're Judeo-Christian ethic issues or world issues, American issues. They don't come. They don't show up. And I just want to have the bridge built to conversation, but they always say no. It's mighty strange to me how progressive liberals make a lot of noise on these uh, new MSNBC and ABC and their usual suspects, but they don't want to debate you one-on-one. In other words, you put your cards on the table, and they put their cards on the table and let everybody see your hand, and then let the people decide who has the winning hand. They don't want to do that. They just want to throw rocks and they want to hide their hands. Oh, there's some new wine being poured into new wine skins because we don't want to take the chance of pouring the new wine of American policy into the old wine skins of ancient and outdated progressive liberal ideas of the 60s and 70s. Let's make sure that we vote these clowns out. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL, and my heartfelt desire is that God will bless and keep you all. If you believe that liberty is a lot more than just a political idea, it's a life philosophy. You're not alone. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.